Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Well, thank you so much, Krista. And it's an honor really to be with you and with everybody in the group. And I'm just so pumped to, to just share part of my passion and to just give people a little bit more hope on, especially a topic like nutrition that can feel often really frustrating and really defeating. And I know that there's so many moms out there. It's kind of like looking at your house that's like over cluttered. It feels really discouraging and defeating. Like I'm never going to conquer this mountain. And what's awesome is that you can, (laughs) when you do like a little, little bit at a time, like pretty soon you turn around and you realize you've actually come a long way and you've accomplished a lot. So that's really my passion is, is helping moms make those tiny steps forward with their self-care, with their fitness and with their nutrition. And 
My, um, my company is Vigeo and our, my, my main job is helping moms love their bodies. And inevitably that is going to include the way you eat. It's going to include the way you move your body. It's going to include how you think about all of that. So fitness, nutrition, and mindset coaching is what I provide. And I've been doing this 15 years now. So I've been a professional strength and conditioning specialist and a certified nutrition coach for a really long time. And my passion is really helping moms simplify their habits and feel like they're finally making some progress for their bodies and their family too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, especially because I think when, like, I think of self-care, Um, one of the things that I personally think of are like actually caring for my physical body. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just something that I've always been aware of, of like, what am I actually, I can even remember like down to when I was a kid, I think I had one parent who modeled really healthy, like healthy relationship with food. My dad Mm -hmm. was always like, you know, we eat to fuel our bodies, right? Like when we're hungry. So I had that one really good example from him and who would he never, um, I think he did a good job of like not making it like an obsession or anything, but he would be like, you know, how do you feel when you drink soda versus water? Right. Right. Um, and so I think that self-care, like a big part of it at the most basic level is learning to care for our physical bodies, because if our physical body is not feeling well, like it's really, it's really hard, almost impossible, especially if you move into the extremes of physical health and wellness, like to do anything at all. For sure. For sure. And you're in a unique situation. Not very many people grew up in a home where they had a good model of health, like a good balanced model. I think there's a lot of us moms that grew up in a home that had a mom that was always dieting Yes. or had, or lived in a family that never put any attention on it at all. And so now we're, we are moms and we're trying to navigate those waters and we, we kind of don't know how to do it without without dieting. We don't know how to do it without like falling off the wagon all the time, like the all or nothing behavior, because we've never had that modeled for ourselves, but we know deep down that we don't want our kids to grow up in the same environment that we did. (laughs) You know, we, we don't want our kids to have a mom that was always dieting. And, and so we're, we're trying to navigate those waters and figure out what that has to look like for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, not to get like too personal, but maybe things for people to think about is I did have that really good example from my dad. And then I had the other Mm. end of the spectrum with my mom who was like, yeah, like fad diets. I think Adkins really big, like weight watchers, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know, but I do remember her like having many days where all she ate was like plates of vegetables. (laughs) And like, and I think about that now and like just being aware of those kinds of memories that I have. Like I always try to think of like, what kind of memories and like, am I imprinting on my kids? And I don't know if other people that do that too, if that's weird, but I'm like, what kind of, if this got imprinted on them, what would they be seeing right now? Um, And you're right. It's hard when you've never seen it before, which is why I'm super, super grateful for people like you. And um, I mentioned this the other day, like Michelle Deering for anybody who listens to the podcast, like grateful for people like Megan and Michelle who talk about these things in a healthy way. So that as adults, we can learn how to do it because we didn't learn, we didn't learn it as kids. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thank you. for. Well, and that's okay too. And I mean, like, I, I think 
it's so helpful for a mom to realize like, I'm not a lost cause. Like if I'm just now starting and like finally trying to turn my life in the direction of prioritizing these things in the right way, it's not too late. And I think sometimes we feel that about where we're at. We're so discouraged about where we're at and we feel like it's, it's just too late for me to figure this out. And so I'm not going to really try because <laughs> it just feels like we have to have this gigantic mountain to move. And that's just not true. It's not too late. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So let's talk about stress eating yes. because this is something that a lot of people do. And yeah. I will also say that I am no stranger to stress eating. Um, I've noticed it, especially in the last two years. Um, obviously with the world events and everything happening the way that it has in the last two years, that's part of it, but also just kind of undoing, trying to learn healthier ways of like coping, you know, you like let go of certain ways of coping and then you pick up another one and you're like, okay, so that's still not working. Right. For me, it was like stress eating and I'm like, okay, I stopped, you know, doing those things, but now I notice myself going for snacks more than I usually do. So sure why do we stress eat? Like, why is that a thing that we go for? Oh my goodness. And you're not alone by any means. And it's, this is such a struggle for so many moms, because I think we all live in very stressful environments, whatever that might look like. I have a client that I was coaching her through this whole process and her stressor was she had a mom, actually her own mother would always trigger stress in her. And so even when she like went to therapy or counseling for it, like she could feel her body, like having this like stress reaction, like to the point where she almost felt like nauseous. And so there's definitely a very physical thing and a chemical thing that's going on in our bodies. When we feel stress, we've all heard of the fight or flight response, right? So when your body is in an environment where it's perceiving some sort of threat, it goes into this fight or flight response. That is uncomfortable to stay there. Our body was never meant to be in that place for very long. And so we naturally are going to want to do whatever we can to get out of that scenario. (laughs) And so eating is a really effective way to get out of that scenario, especially especially high sugar, high salt, high fat foods. Yeah. (laughs) So, and, and these are often foods that are like processed carbohydrates. So like chips and crackers, granola bars, cereal, um, high sugar foods, you know, like candy, chocolate drinks, things like that. So what's going on there is when you eat those foods, they actually trigger some feel good chemicals in your brain. Dopamine is one of those chemicals. Sure. We've all heard of dopamine before, but there's actually a chemical reaction. As soon as dopamine gets released in your brain, it calms the nervous system down. So that whole fight or flight response that you're feeling when you're stressed out, the sugar takes the edge off. And I'm sure that's what you're experiencing. You're like, when I eat this thing, I just feel like the edge gets taken off a little bit and I feel calmer. So it really does work. Like it's, it's one of the most effective ways to like de-stress in the moment. But I, I think we all know that it's probably not healthy <laughs> for right. us. It's not. 
It's um, not healthy at all. <laughs> no. Okay. Do you mind if I share like just a quick, like anecdote of like what this looks like in practice? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally. It's so interesting to me because, um, I kind of see myself as a human guinea pig <laughs> trying different things, but within the last couple of years, especially, and I've shared with some of the listeners in the podcast and the Facebook group, like I've been going back to therapy. So when you said that, um, you know, that story of that mom and her daughter, right. um, going back to therapy, processing things and learned that my default, like one of my strongest responses is to freeze. And so the mm -hmm. last year I've been able to not freeze. And what that, what ends up happening is, you know, instead of like shutting down, closing down, like not talking, you know, pretending like everything's fine, right. all of a sudden you feel everything. And it's, it's, you know, also not great until you learn how to like process it or metabolize it, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that's when I noticed myself, like, just like not even thinking about it, but like walking into the pantry and like seeing a bag of marshmallows and being like, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat all those right oh, now, which I've never done in my life. <laughs> and so I think it's wow. really interesting that you said that, you know, yeah, like your, your body knows how to soothe itself. Mm -hmm. but maybe sometimes it's not always doing it in the best way. And so I've been able to like, yeah. you know, be aware of it and like tell my therapist, like, yeah, I don't freeze anymore, but also some also other weird this. things are happening. <laughs> yeah. I think we have something new that we need to kind of work through. <laughs> yeah. Um, but awareness yeah. of it is, I think the, the point that I wanted to make is like, if you can be aware of it and understand why it's happening, it's easier to be like, okay, this is what's happening. My body is trying to recalibrate and rebalance it in some way. For What's sure. a better way to do that? So for sure. And I mean, here's what usually happens. So like, because it's a chemical reaction, the more you go to that bag of marshmallows or whatever it is, uh, that pathway starts to get created. It's, I like to picture it like you're, you're pushing a wheelbarrow along the path, right? If you keep following the same path, pretty soon that rut is going to get really, really deep. And pretty soon that wheelbarrow, it's really hard to get it out of that rut that you're pushing it along. It wants to go that, down that rut and it's only gonna be happy if it's going down that rut. And that's what happens when we constantly turn to like food, these types of food items to get that dopamine hit and to like calm our senses. That pathway gets really strong, that rut gets really deep, and any other rut, any other coping mechanism we try doesn't feel very effective. You know, you've had people say, like, oh, just listen to music or go for a walk or put on some, you know, light a candle. And we try those things, and it's like, well, that was lame. That did nothing. <laughs> it's like, well, that's because that particular coping me mechanism, it still offers a dopamine hit but not at the same intensity that you have created with the food. <laughs> so your food rut is really, really deep, but the, the candle, the taking a bath, the going for a walk, those are brand new ruts. And the good news is that you can start to create deeper ruts with different coping mechanisms. And pretty soon the food rut is gonna get grown over. And pretty soon, if you turn and, and really work on different coping mechanisms over time, you'll go to that bag of marshmallows and realize like, this actually doesn't do anything for me. So the same effect right now that you get from just like lighting a candle or listening to music, pretty soon the food is gonna be like the same, like meh, <laughs> didn't do anything. So 
that's all to say, like, there is hope to know that you're not, this is not like forever. Like, oh man, I can't get unstuck from this place of always turning to food when I'm stressed out. Here, wait, I think you're muted. Yeah, I did mute myself because the balloon babies in the back were. Balloon babies, I love it. It's they're cute. getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was going to be my next question to you is like, how do you kind of undo, mm-hmm. how do you undo those habits? Like what would be step, if you could give us like one step, like just step one of what to do, what would we do? And I do have um, your stress eating guide that I put in the yeah. comments for people watching live. And then if you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the description there so that you can get more in-depth support. Well, there's, there is a really important four-step process, but I have to say that the, the, and I walk you through it in that guide, but the most important thing, like you mentioned earlier, is just recognizing, especially what triggers it. Cause I think for most of us moms, like we've never stopped to actually think through what are the things that are triggering this response. And once we stop to think about it, it's almost always the same kind of thing. <laughs> it's almost always the same kind of environment. It could be walking into a particular room that you see piles everywhere and that just like triggers this stress. It's like a constant reminder of what still needs to be got, like what still needs to get done. Or it could be whenever I interact with this particular family member. Or it could be, you know, whenever I go visit my counselor and take that time to be with my therapist, like I just know I need to anticipate that that is going to trigger this fight or flight response in myself. And so now I'm no longer playing defense. You're now going on the offense because now you know it's coming. You're not gonna get caught off guard. You can now be like, hey, I have a therapy appointment this afternoon, great. I know that this is gonna happen. Don't get caught off guard. So I need to have my other coping mechanisms like ready to go. And so same with like, a cluttered room or like talking with a particular family member, like just don't get caught off guard of what is causing that fight or flight response in you. Okay. So I have one last question about this and then we can move into talking about the simplifying the eating habits over the summer. But when you're replacing, you know, different coping mechanisms, do you think that it's possible to like any coping mechanism can can go too far. Like I think about things like replacing eating with like exercising or, I mean, you say lighting a candle, but I don't think you can light too many candles, (laughs) but like, is there a line there that's easy to tell? Like, oh, maybe I've just replaced one bad habit with another, like mine when I'm like, okay, I I was freezing up and now I'm like turning to food. Totally. No, that's actually a really good question. And I think you have to realize like eating food is not bad. Like even though we're going to food as a coping mechanism, like food in itself is not bad. We're just trying to look for that thing to be our source of comfort in that moment. And we are, and and being comforted by food is not a bad thing either. It's just, we are overdoing it. So anytime we overdo something, Like if you overdo exercising, that's not good. You know, if you turn into Forrest Gump and overdo the running, like that's not good for your body either. You know, you just like start running and you just don't stop. Like that's not good either. Lighting a hundred thousand candles in your house might not be a good thing either. You know, listening to music and drowning out the entire like rest of your life 
might not be a good thing either. So it's being aware of like, okay, that balance and moderation, even with our coping mechanisms and realizing that they're pro you probably don't need as large of a dose of these things to be actually content and happy and like that edge to pulled off, get pulled off as much as you think. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what, especially those of us that live kind of extreme behavior style lives, like we're like, yeah, I can raise my hand that I'm the all or nothing type of person. Um, we tend to gravitate towards like, I need really large doses of things to be satisfied. And so knowing that about ourselves can be really helpful to be like, hey, could I possibly be okay with just doing a 10 minute workout instead of like an hour long punishment session to still feel like de-stressed? Yeah, you probably would. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, that's me. The yeah. like all, well, not with everything, but yeah, I'm just like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the most. <laughs> I'm going to do it all. Um, totally. And I think a lot of this is just like our self awareness as we grow and as we mature as moms. Like, hopefully, none of us are like just stagnant, you know, like not learning more about ourselves and about who we are and our own personalities and tendencies. And, um, like there's some of us that are really steady people and naturally just more balanced, but there's others of us that are on the more extremes. Like our pendulum is always swinging at a really big rate. And you just have to be self-aware of, am I that person? Okay, that's fine. But I just need to be a little bit more on guard of those extreme behaviors in my life. Versus someone who might be like a super steady person. Maybe this is someone that like has zero flexibility or room for error in their life. And they really struggle to give themselves grace when they mess up. So we all have our things, but the self-awareness piece is so, so important. Yeah. That awareness piece is, yeah, so essential. Um, because well, I, I, I feel like, and I know that I am somebody who like goes to the extremes and goes all in hundred percent, like just all out if I'm interested in it, yeah, <laughs> totally. if, because if I'm not, or I don't have to do it, then I do like none of it, but I do know that about myself. And, um, cause I get a lot of comments from people all the time. who are like, you're so level-headed, like you're so balanced. And I'm like, I try really, really hard <laughs> because otherwise I crash and burn. Um, which also isn't good, but yeah, then you can go into the other end where you're just stagnant and you're not right. going anywhere. <laughs> right. And it's finding that happy, happy medium. And it's so good that you have discovered that about yourself. And, um, and there might be certain like categories of our life where we have it figured out. Like in this area, I've become a, a much more balanced person and more level-headed and more steady, but there's still this other pocket of my life that I tend to be extreme about. And I think if there's anything for most of us moms, fitness and nutrition tends to be a really extreme side of our life. Um, there are so many people that are like, I'm a really level person. I'm super dependable. I'm very faithful with what I set out to do. But when it comes to like, if you were to look at my workouts or my eating, that is really all or nothing. And I think it's very perpetuated by extreme workout programs that are out there. It's perpetuated by a lot of diets, like our diet culture. And so it's hard to live in our culture right now and try to be a steady person 
when we're like facing all these incredible before and after photos on Facebook all day long and we don't realize the behind the scenes is someone who's doing something really, really extreme and that's probably not healthy for us. Yeah. Yeah. You're not seeing, you're not seeing everything in between. You're not even seeing the after, after, no. right? Like what happened after the after? <laughs> the after, the, the after, after photo. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you have an event coming up June 9th and 10th, which yeah. is amazing. It's going to help everybody simplify their eating habits for the summer. You have like basically two days of really great guests and content lined up. Can you tell us what it is? And I made notes on like what I feel like are the most relevant parts to people in motherhood simplified, but I want to hear your side first. Yeah. So June 9th and 10th, we're going to go live with summer eat fit. So this is a two day virtual event where we are going to bring you some of the best like kitchen organizers, cookbook, cookbook authors, registered dietitians, nutrition coaches. Um, and we're basically going to teach moms how to choose healthy food this summer for themselves and their kids without being extreme about it. Because I don't know about you, but I, I've spent time in my past, like feeling that pressure of trying to be like bikini ready into the summer or showing up at a summer barbecue and feeling like the dieting weirdo in the corner that can't eat anything. And, but then the other flip side of that is that sometimes, I mean, we're talking about like balance, like sometimes we don't know how to go the other way. And so we spend all summer long just overindulging with zero checks and balances on what we're eating. And so we get to the end of summer and feel like, whoa, what did I do to myself? I regret so much of what I did. And now I have to start at square one. And that can feel very, very frustrating. So this whole two-day event is about handing you, arming you with what you need to make easy, healthy decisions in the moment. So you don't have to obsess about it. You can feel confident that you're treating your body well, you're feeding your kids healthy. And like, we make it so, so easy. Everything is easy. <laughs> yes. Um, and two of the, the first two things I think everybody's going to be most excited about in Motherhood Simplified is because everybody's always trying to fix their pantry is right. you have somebody coming to talk about capsule pantries, which everyone knows about capsule wardrobes, right. but you have somebody teaching capsule pantries, which I was like, then I was like, oh my gosh, I should make like a capsule toy shelf, you know, like, <laughs> yes. Right. But right? yeah, like a capsule pantry, which, um, I don't know what the specifics are, but I'm assuming it's just how to have the staples. And I'm assuming that she's going to teach how to, you know, make that relevant to your family. Right. Cause everybody's got different staples, just like everybody has different exactly. wardrobe styles. <laughs> totally. Um, and she's going to teach it from a place of healthy, healthy eating habits too. There's something I always coach all of the moms that I, I coach with nutrition, um, to keep, cause I'm all about nutrition or self-care simplified. So like really, if there's two things you ever remember about eating healthy, it's eat your pros. So pros. So at every meal, just choose a protein, choose produce. Like if that's all, you know, for the rest of your life, like that is a really good, healthy meal. Like in a nutshell, like if you can look at your plate and say, I see protein here and I see fresh produce on my plate, like fruit or vegetable or both, or yeah, like you're doing awesome. Like you're doing a million times better than you would if you just do those things. So 
Elisa, who's teaching the capsule pantry session, she's coming from that aspect of like, let's make sure that you have everything like in your pantry organized in a way that you can put together these grab and go summer meals really easily, like really quickly and be organized. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Capsule pantry. I love it. And then the other one, I know there's a whole lot of other ones that we will mention, but the second thing that probably would be tied for most interest for everybody in motherhood simplified is the DIY dinner bins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean that even to me, I'm like, I, I don't like doing meal planning stuff, but I would do a DIY dinner bin. Do you know what she's talking about for that? Yeah. So this is Ashley Smith and she's with veggies and virtue, and she's going to be teaching us how to basically like meal prep for the whole week without like cooking. So if you, you know how some people get like hello fresh or, you know, like the meals, like kind of delivered to their door. And it's like all the ingredients for the meal is like in that box. She's teaching you how to do that for yourself. So your whole fridge is basically all of the meals like lined out in a very doable way. It's not like this really big project or overwhelming thing. And so like, I know for myself on a summer day where I'm, we're out on the boat all day long and we stumble in, you know, with like sunscreen dripping off of us and sand everywhere and beach towels everywhere. The last thing I want is to walk in at five o'clock and be like, what are we going to have for dinner? (laughs) Let alone like, do I even have the ingredients for that? So what a better feeling to walk in and be like, I've got that bin in my fridge with dinner already put together. Basically all the ingredients are right there. I don't have to search everywhere and wonder if I have things. She's going to teach us how to do that. Oh my gosh. I am so there for that because (laughs) I mean, like I said, I grew up with a dad who, who was a good example of that. And I look back, I used to think his dinners were so boring, but now I'm like, oh yeah, that's what he did. He did protein, a produce, and then like pasta or dinner rolls or whatever. Um, so I've been able to keep it really simple, but it's always nice to like learn it from somebody else and like get excited about it again. So I will be there. Um, and then you have other things, you know, like, um, sessions for like kid food, Oh, vacation and road trip food, like planning, um, like how to order off a menu. Like if you're eating out, yeah. How to order off a menu, um, what to pack on a road trip, like what healthy food to pack. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. We're going to have a cook, a cooking class. Like this is going to be so fun. Like this is a really fun. It's not like a virtual summit. Like you've been on before. Like this is like demos and tips and like cooking classes and things like that. Like it's, it's going to be awesome. Okay. And so if people can't make it live on the ninth and 10th, is there any kind of replay or no? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have a replay option. Yeah. So as long as you just go, yeah, go register for it. And like the second page, like it shows you a replay option. Yeah. Okay. Yay. So you can get the replays. Um, and there's, there's a whole nother, there's a lot more lineups, but I just saved the highlights for you all (laughs) so that you can eat simpler, eat better this summer, which I think everybody's always trying to do, especially with food, you know, prices and things the way they are right now. Like, yeah, I mean, we have seven people to feed in our house. So (laughs) oh my it's like like a full-time job, just picking out food. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem too, is like when you're not organized with it and if you don't have a plan and you don't have like a strategy of like so much food gets wasted and thrown out and that's terrible too. Like what a terrible feeling to know that you're throwing a ton of food out. Yeah. 
And we actually did HelloFresh and I loved it. I love that you compared that di- the dinner bin thing. That's just what I'm most excited about to HelloFresh because we've done that before. But now that we have three, two teenagers and one tween and then yeah. two toddlers and my husband, and I, I'm not like, you guys don't even have an option for as many people <laughs> as we have. We like, should have like a teenage boy option. <laughs> yeah. Can you just send us two boxes, like one for the toddlers and then one for the teenagers? Right. But, I love them. And I actually, I use them for a few months and then I basically recreated it myself. And then I like got uninspired. So I'm, I'm excited to go get inspired again. You make your own, you turn into yeah. your own HelloFresh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So for everybody listening, the links, if you're watching live in the Facebook group are in the comments section. And then if you're watching on the podcast, you can get the links for that in the description. You'll get the link to sign up for the event on June 9th and 10th. And I'm going to also include the stress eating guide. And then I'll put where you can find Megan and all of her other services. Cause she actually helps with your fitness too, but with summer yeah. and this nutrition stuff, like I wanted to introduce you to her with this, this category. Maybe we can bring you on again to talk about um, the fitness side of it. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Thank you so much. And we will see you all around on the next episode. And hopefully I see you guys at that event. Yeah. Right. Bye. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.